Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the first of our championship previews. We're looking ahead to the junior championship on today's show. And as always, I'm joined by sports editor of the Anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick. Paul, I always try to throw in the Kingspan Brefney, and but now I'm, I, I'm, I'm after forgetting who is sponsor of the junior championship this year. Can you remember? I know Cullies are gone, I think. We'd have to come back to that. You <laughs> got me on the hop there as well. Yeah, up to now it was always Kilmore for the senior and intermediate and Cully's Craft Bakery for the junior. But we'd have to just check that and we'll give them a good mention now as we go on. We will, we will. It's not on the website, you see. I, I get all of my information from the website and it's just down at the junior championship. So, um, But yeah, we're, 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 we're trying to preview 12 teams in it um, as a result of, of no relegation last year. And... Uh, it's 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 a strange one to look ahead to because it's very hard to predict. Essentially, four teams aren't going to make the quarterfinals after the group stage, um, after the four games of the group stage. So we're we're trying to predict who'll make a quarterfinal, a semi-final, and a final, and a winner. But we just don't know how the look of the draw is going to turn out. So it's uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but we're going to give it a lash anyway. And then if I get it right, it's going to be because I'm really skillful and, and, and knowledgeable. And if you get it right, it's because luck was on your side and the draw went your way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it's the way it should be. Okay. So the 12 teams that are in it are um, Swan and Bar, Mount Nugent, Kill Shamrocks, Den, Knockbride, um, Red Hills, Mahara, Kildallan, Drummley and Shannon Gales. I think I have everybody in that now. I'm, I'm, I'm dreading that I've left out of team and, and, and we're in all sorts of trouble. But how do you see, try and break it down and who's, who's not going to make the quarterfinals, in your opinion? Yeah, it's, it's hard to call it. Like, obviously, this, we're an absolute hiding to nothing here because we're going to insult some teams and we're going to name some team that is, that is going to make it and they're going to be all over social media saying, you you pair of tools don't know what nothing. you're talking about, um, which which may or may not be true, but we don't we don't know what the draw is going to be. So I challenge anyone to call it at this stage. But there's usually a high profile casualty in the group stages, almost always. Um, someone doesn't make it. Like two years ago, Dent didn't go to the junior championship group. Um, we've seen we saw Kevin Gales not getting out of the group one year in in the mm. senior championship. We saw Cullen's not getting out of the group in the junior last year or an intermediate last year so there's, there's generally always a, a pretty high profile casualty but the funny thing is this year um, I think the junior championship is the hard or is the easiest to call of the three 
because it looks like Den and Upride are, are a little bit ahead of everyone else at the minute. Now, obviously, Den didn't play well against Tampa Court in that final, but I still would say Den and Upright are a little bit ahead of the others. Whereas in every other division, you don't really have two te- teams where a name just comes to mind and say, right, okay, they're ahead. Like in the senior, we're talking about a big six. And mm. in the intermediate, you're talking about a five or six anyway. Yeah, and, yeah and big field. Potential dark horses outside that. In the junior, you're talking about the big two at the minute because Shanigale seemed to have slipped back into the pack a little bit and obviously Tampa Porter gone out of it because they won it and no team has come down from intermediate, which is which whoever comes down from intermediate generally um, history tells us. It's on top. Yeah, they're going to be up there. Like you had Drummond coming down and getting straight to the final. Uh, you've had you've had Den coming down uh, and getting to the knockout stages. You, you do get teams come down and go, um, go deep in the draw. So... I think we're looking at the two strongest teams and it's a question of who's not going to make it. Mara are not going to get out of the group. We both what, agree on that one. Yeah, I just cannot see it. I just can't see Mahara winning no. a couple of games the, to get the, out of the group. Yeah, yeah, you have to win at least two games, realistically, yeah. unless it's a freak of a draw that, that maybe one win and a draw might get you through. But in general, you're, you're going to need to win two games. Yeah, and like... You know that old issue, um, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Uh, by a lot of averages over the years, there's bound to have been opportunities for Mahara, and you wonder where's the preparation there because you you are going to come up against a team in league or championship who are, who are missing half the team, who have an off night, maybe decisions go against them on the night, and even where you click and everything goes well, and maybe you get a lucky penalty or whatever it is, you're always going to get that. Like you're going to win a game. Mara, Mara can't win a game. It's it's absolutely astounding. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with Mara, and I don't want to don't want to be down on them, but they're not getting out of the group. I don't think. Just say no, the facts no. here. We're not. I I not I I I, 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 them. I think I think look at at the end of the day, you've you've hit the nail on the head when we've gone through predictions. There's there's no point in in dwelling on it too much. Something is systemically wrong there. That you're right. There, there is no reason if you can continue to feel the team you should eventually become competitive if you're doing the work. And, you know, that, that's all you can really imagine is that, is that, you know, enough of them aren't doing enough work. That's, but that's just, it. It's, it's either that they've got a very weak bunch of players that they're, they're training really hard and putting in a massive effort, but they've got a very weak bunch of players. And I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I, I no. wouldn't say that's what it is. I, I, I think they're just... But that's more, that's more worrying for them if it was the case than... The, the, the alternative the alternative is if you sort out the level of effort you may increase the, the opportunity to win mm. games but uh, it's, a culture, if, it's if, a culture thing like there's obviously a culture there where player, there's players probably playing their whole careers by winning a match at this, at this stage just at a level so that's very very difficult to fix and the only way to fix it is just to keep working as hard as you can so look no point dwelling too much on yep. it I just can't see Mahara getting out of the group unfortunately the other team that I'd be surprised if they make it out of the group. Now, they have had a lot of injuries throughout the league, um, but I, I think that Kildallan will do well to make the quarterfinals. I have I have them not down to make the quarterfinals in my list. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, now Kildallan on their day can, can do it. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I, they're, I wouldn't like to lump them in with Mahara. I think they're, they're better than that, a lot better than that. Well, do you know what? If if you state it down like this, you've got a top two that most likely is going to be the the winner of the competition. 
and then you've got Maher at the bottom that's most likely the, the, the bottom team that will probably lose all four games then everybody else is in a bracket in between with mm. very very little between them that's yeah. the way I see the junior championship yeah I agree I agree and there's there's a couple of teams that are looking at making shapes about getting to the head of that chasing pack and that's yeah. going to be where it's going to be really interesting to see because there's every chance that um, that the draw could could pit not bright and then in a semi-final if, if both teams kept winning and got that far because it's an open draw after the quarters yeah. isn't it yeah yeah. yeah so it's a 50-50 chance so there's a great opportunity there for another team to make the final to make the final yeah and I I will say as as we we'll go through it, I think if there's a team, if there's a team that that can get everything together and everything right, now that's a big big if, but the team that could compete with the top two, and maybe break into that and make it a top three, it's Red Hills. I think that they have the panel, they have enough players on that squad to 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 trouble a Knockbride or a Den, in my opinion. Torlock Mooney, Packy Leddy, Cormac Brides, Rory Dunn, Sean Martin, Luke McEntee. Uh, there, there, there's loads of quality in that, that Red Hill side. I think that they really could. Do I actually see them doing it? I don't. I don't think they'll break through because I think they've, between injury issues, and they just, they didn't look like a team that was ready to break into it when I seen them against Drung. But I think on paper, they could. Yeah I, yeah, I can't see. I don't agree with you. I don't, Red Hills didn't get out of the group last year, I don't think. And I don't know. I think the competition is probably a little bit weaker because Shannon Gales have slipped back and Temple Port have gone out of it, obviously, and there's no intermediate team replacing them. But I think I, I think it would be a massive leap, even at that, for Red Hills to go from not making, making it out of the group to actually go and contend for the thing. I just can't see it. Like, looking through the team, the Red Hills team, like, the majority of the team would would probably be over the 30 mark at this stage, I would say, or in a round of anyway. Oh, have, well, looking at it here, Sexton in the back line is a young fella. Kieran Smith. Um, Kieran Smith's about 30. Alan Brady's 36. Virgo McDermott's about 30. Uh, Shane Jenkins is about 30. Um, Shane Jenkins, that? Yeah, he'd be knocking the door of it. Derek, Derek's older than me. Derek. He's about 38. Cormac, Cormac is about thir- probably 34, 35. Um, if you, young lads half have, forward have, have forward you have Rocky in the, in the inside who's 37 I'm not sure Conor McCaffrey what age he is but uh, be in his thir- I'd say he's 30 or close yeah. to it yeah yeah you've, you've Packy there who's probably late 20s uh, and Torlock and then you've Rory who's 30 yeah and you've Packy, Rory Packy and Torlock are the same age aren't they and Rory's a year older would I be right in saying that well, Rory, Rory was, was on the 2010 on the 21s so that's 11 years ago. And so Packy was under 2011. Yeah, Packy was there in 2012 as well. So Packy's about 30. Anyway, yeah. I, do, I think the majority of the starting team are over 30. Uh, so that, that would suggest that it's not like they're they've, young. They've won last kicking them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it would suggest maybe that the improvement might be there. They've brought in a good few young fellas, but um, I dearly love to see like Sean and you know, Paul Martin are playing it. well. Good young, good young footballers. I I like Luke McIntyre. What I've seen of him mm. against Drung, I think there's a, a nice bit of potential there. Uh, Mark Sexton, it is Mark, isn't it? Cornerback, full of running. Um, actually, probably where there's a problem area is their goalkeeper. Um, 
I believe the lad who played in goals the last day against Strong is usually an outfield player. His name's eludes Aaron me. Monaghan. Aaron Monaghan. He's usually an outfield player. And I'm not sure exactly who's in goals there. So that may be an issue for them. But I just, I, I still look at the main players. And I think if you got Rory, Packy, Torla, Cormac, all right, and then you have the sprinkling of the other guys around him, I still think there's enough there. Yeah, I don't know if Rory's going to be fit either. I, I heard yeah. a rumor that Rory might, mightn't be fit for at all in the championship. And like, bear in mind that the group stage is going to be over in four or five weeks. So, so anyone who's carrying a knock at this stage is, going to, is not going to play a whole lot in the championship. So I, I would say Red Hills would struggle to get out of the group. It depend, again, it depends nephew. on the draw. There's a nephew, or is he a nephew or a relative of his is a, a wing forward or a left foot? Yeah, I think uh, that's Jack. Name? Jack, yeah. Jack, yeah, yeah. A good footballer too. Asher, he'd have to be good because they're they're all class players in the family, like, and yeah. they have it on both sides through the McSharries as well on the mother's side. So they're a class. They're all class. Rory, okay, Alan, uh, yeah. Andy, they're all class players. But um, like you don't have Alan there anymore either. So and you don't have Rory, and you've got Andy there in the, in the half back line. But I I actually think Hills will. I'm going to say, well, the, the, if the draw falls kindly, Rittles make the quarters. I'd be surprised if, if Rittles go any further. Again, it's, it's draw dependent, but I, okay. I, don't we're, see, I don't see them contending. We're different. We're definitely different here. Because um, I, I have, I, I've heard Hills in a semi-final spot. Um, in, in my head, I, I think they'll make a semi-final. Um, now, again, provided they don't meet a Knockbride or, or a Den in a quarter-final. Okay, it could think, happen. Could I, happen. I think that they could make a semi-final spot on that. Um, Hopefully. So the other teams that I don't have making the quarter-final, I, I, as much as it pains me, but she are after going through it there. I don't think Drummondy are going to make a quarter-final spot. Um, the the evidence of the league points that they that they won't. The evidence of last year's junior championship and the year before points that they won't. And as much as I'd love to state that yeah Drumley are going to make a, a resurgence there hasn't been anything to show us that that they definitely will um i believe on paper like that Drumley get everybody at, at at top form your likes of your your, your key and borns your shawnee o'kane your lee dunn um some of the younger guys aiden lee coming in there um dara Bourne, another nice young player coming through and the mccormick um you know, I I think even Callum Lynch, another you know former county minor there, get all of those guys in and get them playing well. John O'Connor, Jared Riley, with the experience that they bring to it, and um, Dunn, who's still holding the back line, and Peter McGinty, your Dean Fay and goals. You, you you have enough there with, with with Gary Malone, Sammy Brady in the middle of the field. You have enough that you should be competitive. But I haven't seen Drummond's best team on the field together at any stage in the last couple of years. And I think that that's the biggest issue of all. Can can Drumley get their best 15 together onto the field in championship? And it just doesn't seem to be that easy to do at the moment or for the last few years. So unless Drumley solved that issue, unless Kieran O'Malley manages to solve that issue, and trust me, it's an extremely complicated issue, um, I, I can't see them making a quarterfinal. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Didn't get out of the group last year. Um, and again, I would say you'd know better than me, but looking from the outside in, there'd be a good few miles on the clock with a, 
with a good few of the Drummondy lads as well. Like they owe nothing to the jersey, but you'd have a lot of fellas probably like ourselves the wrong side of thirty. Well, you're the wrong side of forty now, Damien, but I'm the wrong side of thirty. <laughs> She's the wrong side of 13 and the right side of 40 once you go over it because you, you're you're so old that you can actually say grumpy old things and get away with it, you know. Yeah, I can't so wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm the wrong, you're saying I, the grumpy old things, but you just don't get away with it. Yeah. I'm the wrong side of 40 the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not, you know what, in the previous few years, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Too reliant on lads that are the wrong side of 30. But there is some youth there's more youth involved now than, than there has been. And, and a few young players that broke through there, as I said, the likes of Aidan Lee, Dara Bourne, Kevin Ty, um, you know, all, all, all added something to the group. So there's, there, you know, Callum Lynch is what, 23, uh, Sean O'Kane, 27, you know, a lot, a lot of good players. Lee Dunn mm. would be 29, 28, 29, same as Kean Bourne, Andy Fallon as well, a, a year younger than that. So yeah, like, I'd say your your the vast majority of your team is still under thirty, but you have the likes of Dara Donahue there who'd be forty one um this year and, and you know Gary Malone 36, 37 years of age, um Enda McCormick 35. So you're you know you're 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 looking at lads in around that age that are still sprinkled around the team and um you know while while you get away with them, you you always need fresh blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and like, the worry for Red Hills and Drumley is that like they were they're combined together at a juvenile level. They were beaten last night in Division Four of the under seventeen, uh, and that that's a, that, that's a worry. Like I know, you know, the loss to Castellan last night. But when when you have two clubs and they're competing, they're combined and competing in the lowest division. I think that's the lowest division. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's a concern because it suggests that not only are you not going to get a lot of players through when you're when you're amalgamated but you might be getting the highest quality when they're playing in the lower division so that's a concern but look, I'd love to see Red Hills or Drummer win it but I just don't think it's going to happen this year No, no Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. The other team then I think we're going to differ on that I don't have making the quarter-final and this is the, the you you mentioned at the start of the show, uh, a big team doesn't make it. I don't see Shannon Gales making the quarter final this year. Um, yeah. I just think I think Quavey McGovern is such a, a a a monumental shift. They have been waiting for him to come true, and you know they've lost players from the junior final of twenty nineteen, was it or twenty eighteen? Twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Yeah, they were in the junior final. Like they've lost significant number of players, and I, I think probably the biggest loss of all. Well, one of the big losses is is in goals. They haven't they haven't filled Liam's boots, and from the game that I seen of them this year, it is a it is a problem area. So, I I now look at I wouldn't be terribly surprised, obviously, if they did make a quarter final, but 
I just I, I think that there may be a dip in them this year um, and they'll, they'll, they'll need a bit of rebuilding to get back up to it next year. Yeah, I wouldn't go against that. I, I want to hear who your, your other team is. Like, I, I don't know if Swan and Barr are going to get out of the group. Um, to, yeah, a lot depends on the draw. And I, like, Shannon Gills are a bit of an enigma because you're just not sure what 15 is going to rock up when Championship comes around. Like, because they have been there thereabouts for a few years. Now, maybe it's a thing that their their team has been decimated, which happens sometimes with Shannon Gales. You see them, they can lose a lot of fellas at once. I've had, seen that happen a good few times. Yeah. Um, I remember once having a conversation with Tom Riley and he was saying, like, not not if there was no immigration, but he was saying, even if they if they got a fair crack at a whip and they, and they only had the standard amount of immigration, and this was back in the recession when lots of clubs were losing players, he was he said, we've won an intermediate by now. And, uh, and he's so right. They'd have been right up there anyway because they were producing yeah. they were producing serious quality and, and good numbers. But like they've been so close. Like they lost a couple of junior finals by about a point or two back in the early noughties. And like they had lost Anthony Ford at that time. And if they still had him, that might have tipped them over over the line. Like Kevin McGovern, the what was because the rule changed and you couldn't play when you're seventeen or whatever, Kevin mm. McGovern couldn't play the last year they got to the junior final. Like he was sure they worth a couple of points, even he was only 17. And they were, they were right in that one with Killing Care. And they were unlucky because they've got done everything right. They've got everything, everyone together. I remember they had this bring back to the Gales initiative. They were getting everyone out. They had a great management team there. They didn't have Kiwi, unfortunately. But, but they come up, the system had changed. And we found that, that strong teams were being filtered into the junior. And suddenly it was harder to win the junior than ever. And they end up coming up against Killing Care, who within a year or two were playing. Division one football, so yeah, and had been in the intermediate final not too long before that. So they were Two like that Shannon Gales team and the performance they put on in that final that would have been probably good enough to win a lot of juniors in the last ten or fifteen mm. years. So they're they're quite unlucky at that. So yeah, I don't know. It's I yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on them not getting out of the group to be honest, because I just don't know what kind of a team they're going to have. But you seem to have more info than me. Yeah, I, I again, I'm 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 just going on what I've seen earlier in the year and looking at last year, how important Cuevin was to them to make that semi-final. Um, like he was, before the semi-final, he was probably in line for the player of the championship. He was he was going that well. He mm. was he was absolutely tearing teams apart. So um, I think that it's, it's just a big, big loss to them. So the, the four teams that I have making the quarterfinals um and oh, being, not making the quarterfinals. Or oh, sorry, been beating the quarterfinals. No, sorry, make making the quarterfinals. Yeah, that I that I think will will end up in in a quarterfinal. Are um, Muncher Connacht, Swanland Barment, Eugent, and Kill. <clears throat> and again, I I kind of qualify this with it would be no shock if if one or two of those four didn't make it, and maybe even a Shannon Gales or a Drummolly jumped up into it. Um. But I, I I tell you why. So I think Muncher Connacht have enough quality there for them to make a, a quarterfinal, even a semi-final. Um, but and ordinarily I'd have them if they had continued the progress that I'd seen over the last few years, I'd have put them into the semi-final bracket here. But I just think this year's league hasn't quite gone to you know to to plan for them. They didn't didn't win as many games as I'd have expected them to win. Um, now, I know to beat Mount Nugent in, in, in the most important game for them every year, I'm sure. 
and that's that's a big teller. But I I think that Munster Connacht should make a quarter final, could make a semi final. Um, I I Swanland Bar. I'm just going on paper. I I I think last year was a bedding together, and I'd have liked to see it work, but. It, for whatever reason, it just didn't gel and, and, and it didn't come out the way that we expected. But I still think there's enough quality in Swanland Bar. I think between the Currens and, and uh, McGoverns and McKiernan's, you're just, I think you have enough, you have enough quality there, Laden's in that. It, there's, there's, there's loads of good players there in Swanland Bar and take in then obviously your, your, your Coral additions. Like I, I, I think it'll work. I think they'll start to gel this year and they'll make a quarter final. Um my Nugent have to make a quarter final and and you know, or otherwise they'll have been the team that we constantly said would do something and turned out to never do anything. Um they've got to push on and, and, and do something this year. Like they've enough quality as well there to to definitely make a quarter final. And in reality. They have enough quality to push on as well to 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 make a semi final and 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 cause problems for teams, but they're they haven't clicked. They haven't they clicked in what game was it? A Drummolee pre championship in the league last year, and I came away from that game going, "This huge and team are gonna they're gonna really push the junior championship title. Like they're gonna push it tight." And, uh, you know, it, 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 the championship turned out to be a bit of a flop for them in the end. They didn't really make an impact. So I, I suppose I maybe seen them at their very best. But if they got back to that very best, they wouldn't be far away from from a final anyway. Um, and then Kill, I just think, scrape in there ahead of Shannon Gales on the fact that they've had a positive league. Um they feel that they're going to be getting stronger as the league comes on or as the championship comes in. They're getting more game time with the players that have been missing. And, and I think there's a bit of a bit of positive momentum with Kill that could get them over the line. Now they've got Den in the first round, which is going to be a you know a big, big ask and a big task for them to try to get over. But come out of that game competitive and you still hold on to your momentum, I, I think. And I think that they'll push on, they, they'll win their two games necessary to get to the quarterfinal. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I like, I like the way you're thinking on all these. And just thinking back to results, when you mentioned Mary Nugent and Munch Connacht, where Hills did beat both of them in the league in the month of July. Um, one was a, I think Mary Nugent was a narrow win and they beat Munch Connacht well. So yeah, mm. you've kind of won me over there. I think maybe Red Hills are ahead of both of them. But I, I just feel that Red Hills are in a decline. And that's what makes me think. I know where Hills are in a general decline. Now, maybe they've arrested that this year, but like not making the, you know, you, we saw where Hills go from senior to junior to competing in junior to knocking out a group in junior. And I don't know. It's I find it hard to see where the big improvement is coming in where Hills this season. But I think the standard in general in the junior championship this year is not nearly as high as it has been the last couple of years. Like Munster Connacht and Mernugian were two very highly rated young up and coming teams in the last couple of years for junior level and mm-hmm. we're, we're threatening like much of Connacht were in a semi-final beating Mernugent in a quarter-final had beaten Killing Care that year in the group stage Mernugent were looking good um, with young fellas lots of scoring forwards the Rehills Caffrey Hennessy uh, Brunton's there um, Ned and Ben Ned can score Ben is an unbelievable athlete uh, they had lots going for him 
So I, then I saw Munch O'Connor last year in the Championship and I thought they were very, very poor. Way, way off the pace when I saw them against Not Bride. I was very disappointed with them. And I saw both those teams playing each other in the Championship about two years ago. And even though Munch O'Connor won it well, I, I came away thinking that there's a lot of... I think Munch O'Connor won it well. One team won it well anyway, but I came away thinking there was a lot of good footballers there. So both of those teams are sort of an enigma. They really, yeah. they really are. Like it's, it's, it's. You know, I think on the day with the firepower that they have, they're especially when Eugene, they're they're dangerous. I think when Eugene are the one that that could take a big scalp there, um, on the day if they click. But yeah, I go with you on, on what you're saying there. I think it, your logic is pretty sound there for change. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just throw, I just throw that in there again. For for a change, we so. The teams that I see making the semi-final then, uh, but but possibly losing. Obviously, we said we've we've our top two in Den and Knockbride. I think Drung and Red Hills are the teams that are best positioned to to make a semi-final. I I put that obviously with the caveat that if they don't meet Den or Knockbride in a in a quarter final, um, like I've I've given me reasons for Red Hills with Drung. What I was very very impressed with was. They, they were organized and settled against Red Hills. They knew what they were about. They knew how they wanted to play. They knew how they wanted to defend. Their management has, has taken probably what I would describe as, as a, a, a group of guys who went out. And, and although they did put in a really well-organized display, if you remember last year against Templeport in the quarterfinal, where they, they frustrated the life out of them. It was, a, it was a very defensive display, but it was the right thing to do at the time. And they were very organized that evening, but they've kind of readdressed that balance that they're, they're defensively kind of mean as well, but they know what they're about going forward. They have kill on O'Reilly in the forward line. Gary Waters came on and changed the game against Red Hills, and they still have Tiernan Riley to come back into that team. And I, I think that those three forwards at junior level are 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 very, very effective. And the rest of the team is well lined up. Declan McEntee and Mickey McEntee and Paddy McEntee. And, you know, there's so much quality. Martin Riley, Smiley, as they call him, is back playing as well now. I just like the look of this drum team. I like the way they played. I, I like their, their, their level of aggression. You know, the, the Rossiters there are, are, are really effective team players there. There's, there's just a lot going on with Drung that I think is is positive at the moment, and I I can only imagine training around Beno at the moment is uh, is 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 a joy to go to, and I I think they could make a, a semi final spot here, which would be great progress again for Drung. Yeah, I remember well that that quarter final last year, and like even though Temple Fort maybe won it by seven or eight points and they end up Drung Drung were very well set up, and they made life mm-hmm. difficult for them. They put the they put the best foot forward that evening, um. Their defense seems to be pretty good this year. Like they're they're keeping clean sheets. They, I think they let in twelve points against Renewgen, two five against Red Hills in that playoff. I think it was about twelve or thirteen points against Drummerley. We haven't seen them yet, but I'd be familiar with a good few of their players, and they definitely seem to be to be doing it all right. Um, and the other thing about them, of course, is that they've got they've got Tiernan and and, and Kaelan Riley. Yeah, and like that's that's just, if they can get both of those lads on the field. I think the 10 points yeah. against Gillallan they can see it as well but to get both of those lads on the field uh, I, I would make a very strong case for them being the two best inside forwards in the competition very close sorry sorry Ted is in it at least Ted and Ben yeah well I, I'd rate them definitely the two of them are in the top five like, Philip Rogers is there for for Bride as well 
with who we'll be talking about. But I definitely would rate the two of them as being in the top five. So that's a major weapon to have. Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I think Rory Corn for for Swan Labar is another mm. class player for uh, score getter. Um, but yeah, I I I I'd, I'd agree with you. The other weapon that they have is is former All Star nominee goalkeeper and James the Miller, like James Riley. So, um, you know, there's there's, there's an awful lot of I think I think the drung management have to take huge credit. They're after taking all the resources that are available to them and making sure that they had them and take that in, in, in contrast with some of the other teams in the junior championship. And that's why drung are, are, are going to be competitive in this in this competition because they've they've got everybody playing, they've they've pulled the community together behind them. And that's it's it's very, very hard to to quantify you know exactly or, or to qualify exactly why that works but it definitely works he's 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 definitely done a, done a great job there so far so i think i think drum could make that um that semi-final spot and then it's between for me um would uh, who are you going for semi-final spots you're in agreement with me are you no i'm gonna go with my nugent to get in just ahead of red hills okay okay um I I so but we both agree that that if they avoid each other, not bright and then make the final. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so. I think so. Now, what I've heard a bit of information from not bright is that Philip Rogers is going to be home from London for the championship. Uh, Shane Carlin broke his jaw against Lavi and will soon be back. Um, Mark McGee dislocated his shoulder against Mullerhorn. He'll soon be back. Matty Trainer hasn't been playing this year. Don't know if he'll be back or not, but. Now, Bright should be getting that bit stronger coming into the championship. Like they've been building for a few years, and I think possibly we overrated Not Bright, or we expected Not Bright as a as a young team with with county talent and lots of um, vibrant, energetic players, athleticism around the field. We probably thought they're going to win that junior very quickly, but to be kind of caught out that um, mm. the junior has got stronger, yeah. and that they've come up against very strong teams and the. Templeport turned out to be a hell of a team in that final last year, better than we give them credit for. And they beat Notbright last in the semi final. Killing Care beat them before. Now, Killing Care beat them three times that year. They beat them in a league playoff, they beat them in the group stage, and then they, they beat them with that famous Sam mm-hmm. Simon's goal at the end. So they were a bit off Killing Care, even though they could have taken them that, that day. But I still think Notbright are going to be well, right it's, there. It's taken the eventual winners to beat them in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, so so they're gonna they're gonna be right right there. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about it. I think they just haven't found form in the championship. At the they've lost their form at the wrong time the last couple of years. Like last year, they they got into a dog fight against Red Hills, and it was a really high scoring game. But I I thought it, it they showed a lack of maturity. That they they didn't manage the game well, and that was a game I would have felt that they should have been winning. So they should be sort of growing up a bit because they were essentially a young team. If they can get Rogers back there, which I understand he is coming back, that's going to be huge for them. Uh, so I think they're going to be right there. They're going to be very, very close to it. But I think we still have to put them in pole position, don't we? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think, and the unfortunate thing for Nock Bride is that I think we're starting to see the... Now, and I could be completely wrong here. Time could prove me completely wrong, but we might be starting to see the breakup of that great minor team at senior level. That they're they're not all 
together they're, they're as in some some lads are over in london and you know lads might go away traveling and lads might go away for to 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 get work in australia or america i think we're starting to see that breakup of the team without it ever achieving on the field but i think that then have to have to go in as favorites again because they're Right, okay, they've lost. Um, well, Conor Riley actually could be back. Um, yeah, I believe he is back. Yeah, he's staying. He's staying around. Okay, so put him back in there, and and then have the team that that this time last year we were saying, you know, was favourites to win the well a few months down the line was favourites to win the junior championship, and not not a awful lot has changed in it. Okay, you 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 could look at a couple of guys have aged a little bit, but they're still. The vast majority of the team is going back to that. Was it minor on the twenty winning team? Cavell Kyogen and Ben Connerty and Ted and um that age group, Beanie Gaffney, I think is the same age or Michael. Um, you know, an awful lot of it is that 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 age group and that team and you have a couple of younger guys coming behind him and Sean Donahue and James Brady and that that I just think there's there's enough in Den to say that they they have the experience. The management's staying on. Every, everything's lined up. They've lost one to, to to tick the box that you have to do that before you go and win one. I think Mossy Core has has one big final hurrah in him. Um and and this is the year for him to get it out. So I, I look at I just think they've enough. Mark Fagan is a goalkeeper. You know, he, he is excellent. His kickouts are excellent, and that's that's something that that's a huge asset. Um, oh, although they're in in the final, like then, then let it pass, let it pass them by. Like they didn't have that bit of know-how when the game was going against them. They just didn't they seem to have that intangible thing that that someone was able to just grab the game or do something, you know, start a fight or light iron or do something to halt Temple Port of that stage because that game was lost in a fifteen-minute spell, really. And I suppose that's something that maybe they had to learn and maybe being used to having experience of the big occasion now is maybe will help that. Um. But it's it, like I think, I think those two teams, if they don't meet, I'd be confident they'd be in the final, and it'll be a great final. It will. Whenever the, whenever they do meet, if they do meet, that will be a great game of football because Templeport and Knockbride wouldn't be terribly dissimilar in their profile, age profile, and and even kind of forward loaded profile as well. Um, so I, I I think I think it would be a great game, like. You you take it back to the final last weekend. They had they conceded whatever it was two two three in that fifteen minute spell, um, and that was that was the maybe the learning of it for them that they they have to figure out how to manage that situation. But they still managed to pull themselves back into it. They were only two points down with seven or eight minutes to go in the game, so you know they they, they didn't the losing of the game was in that period but they still clawed their way back into contention. And I think that that's something they'll be able to take out of that. Okay. Break up that, that two, three and hit a point or two in the middle of that. And all of a sudden at the end of the game, you're right in it again. So it's, it's only one area that they really have to work on. And um, that's why I, I think, I think the experience and all is going to work in their favor. Like you, you take it, let's say it does end up a knock bright den final. Knock bright have no experience of a final. They're going to, I think that that's going to be a huge, huge loss. And in fact, you're taking it back down to a Mount Nugent, a Drung, or Red Hills, or, or, or you know any of the other teams in it. 
how many of them have the experience of a final as well. So I think it's about getting to that final day for then. Once they get there, I think they'll get it hard to, it'll, it'll be a surprise if they don't win it. They'll have garnered all the experience of this year's last final. But um, I think they've enough strength in that panel to go on and, and, mm. and make that final well, again. That's providing there's no scar tissue there. like Because we always say that, and the stats say that you kind of do have to lose one to win one. That is so common. But we never have seen a team lose a championship and go into a new championship within two weeks. So there might be a bit of scar tissue there. Or there might be some fallout from that. You just wouldn't know. But I agree with I agree with your point. Before we finish, Damien, talking points that came in about this topic. So we threw it out there and asked people their thoughts on the junior championship. So I'll give you a few of them if you want. Okay, go for it. Good chance of someone outside Den or an upright getting to a final outsider like Munchies to win it. That's a man who knows his knows it's his a football. Big call. Yeah. Death death taxes and then being a junior club. I said it before and I say it again. Harsh, very, very harsh. I think <laughs> I think Den have been junior for about three of the last thirty years. Um, <sighs> now Bright and Den far far ahead of the rest. Yeah. Kildallan's Kildallan surprise contenders. It would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. Dens to lose. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And I should add that I won't reveal any identities, but that came from an upright man. So, oh, I like it. Politics <laughs> at play. Mind games. Mind games. Not, not bright for the W. Den aren't a team they wear. Well, it depends on what you compare to. They're not the team they wear when they're in the senior final. <laughs> That's for sure. But they're... They're still, I still think they're they're the front runners here. Next man says Mahra. No, not happening. Next man says Kill for the championship. <laughs> now Kill is Kill are interesting because uh, they do rise and win a junior. I think they won a junior in like eighty six or so, they, something like that. They won a junior in ninety seven. They won a junior in thirteen. They come with a good team every uh, few years and and can I do it in championship, probably. but I don't. They could get crash the semis, definitely. But I just don't think yeah. they'll win it. Um, drunk to walk it. Well, if they, if if drunk walk, they're they're not going to get anywhere. They're going to have to sprint. They're <laughs> going to have to sprint if they're going to make it anywhere. And I I, I like I said, I do think drunk are are, are going to make progress. But the, what what drunk's what drunk's victory will be built on is hard work in any game, and I I think that they have that in abundance. But hard work and it, and two two. Gifted forwards like that's a tree, Gary Waters. Oh, don't Gary is well, yeah. yeah. Don't underestimate him with with Kaelan and Tiernan. Like there's, and 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 the sprinkling of, like the McIntyre's on the day can score. It's mm-hmm. not as if they're they're oh, club footed. Yeah. You know they're they're well fit to pitch in with a point or two. Yeah, uh, wide open. Next man says drunk. Next, yeah. Uh, Respond. Not enough for drunk going on there. Red Hill's not far away from it. Uh, okay. And next man says, "Don't know who People to win." Green with me here. Don't know who to win the predictions end of it? Question mark. I would, <laughs> I would definitely underline the question mark there. Uh, forget, here's one. That's a very intelligent listener. Forget about Den Butlers. Should be renamed Den Hotspur. Harsh, harsh, harsh. harsh. That's very harsh. That's very harsh. What, what, what? Castle Rahan or Crushlaw or Kiligary or neighbouring clubs. It's a man, actually. Yeah. Is uh, it? Steve Stevie Curry to kick the winning point for Kildallan in the final. Uh, yeah, that'd be a big one. Drung underrated and we'll go further than expected. They're not underrated by us. We have them going to the semis. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo to Man United. Different discussion. 
And yeah. the last comment it's in says, Drunk V Den final. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have Stranger happened. Stranger things have happened. I, I remember watching them two play in an intermediate semi final way back when, and it was a colossal battle. Drung and Drung and, and then I think it was an intermediate semi final. Um, you had Finbar Crow playing for for Drung and 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 uh, Ronan McCairn and them them colliding. Great game, but yeah, it's uh, that that that'd be an interesting one. All right, so yeah, I think I think we're we're, we're agreed that it's then top of the pile, Knockbride coming behind them, and then we have a, 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 a cluster of teams that could all make quarterfinals, semi-final, and then down to, to, to Maher at the bottom. Um, and yeah. maybe... It and is, we, we, we'll, know, we'll know more about Dan very soon, Damien, because we'll, we'll know within a round or two if Dan have got that defeat out of their system and if they're playing to the way that we know they can play. Because if they're, if they're sluggish or they're kind of replicating that flatness that we saw in the county final, I don't think they're going to win it. I agree with you. So, uh, and we know a lot bit more about Nutbride too. But they, they Nutbride have been looking good. They beat Lavi in the league and um, have had some good results there. So, uh, I know they were they were getting injuries. That was a problem for Nutbride. They got a lot of injuries in the early round games, but they're starting to get fellas back now. They're getting stronger coming into championship. And like, if they go and win it, we'll be looking back and saying, "Well, they got their strongest team on the field at the right time." So, mm-hmm. uh, look, history is written by the winner. So all these things will come become obvious when when it's all said and done. Exactly, exactly. Two quick ones before we go. The only one we'll try to predict over the weekend, Mullerhorn against Lara. It's uh it's 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 your love affair team. Lara's gonna win this one, are they? <laughs> and yours too. <laughs> so <laughs> I and one of mine. I'm I'm definitely not a monogamist. <laughs> I love loads of them. Yeah, you've got um, a gift for serious monogamy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with Lara in that one. Okay. I'm, 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 again, you see, I'm I, going to have to go to Mullerhorn. I'm going to have to go to Mullerhorn on this one because... They haven't let you down so far with the predictions, to be fair. No, no, they haven't. They haven't. And they... Now, I'll tell you what leaves it open for Lara, for me, is it's in Kingspan Breffney. Mm. And, you know, Lara are possibly a bit more athletic than Mullerhorn. Um, but, like, I think Mullerhorn know... They have to stop Paddy Rudden. If they can stop Paddy Rudden, they they'll they'll disrupt the flow of how Lara play. But that's not just enough. But I think from from a, a Lara point of view, you have to stop Endo Riley, who's playing top of top of his skin. Um, you, you kind of have to worry about on the inside. Niall McGahern seems to be playing quite well, but you have to worry about their bench. Like, well, the match of McGahern probably going to start in a full forward, so. Can they afford not to put McKenna back in on, on a six foot five um, big man like that? But then they'll be bringing in the likes of Philip the Gunner and Paul the Gunner, and they'll have, you know, yeah. Gavin Brady should be fit to start. Young Kale on Riley seemingly playing well coming off the bench too. Played outstanding coming off the bench um, up in up in Muller. And I, I'd be surprised if he's not starting. The fact that Tyg McGahern went off injured. So Darren Shields, I, I'd imagine, goes back into full back. And Killian and Killian the Gunner and Kaylon O'Reilly will probably start in the middle of the field there. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give Mullerhorn the nod. I think that they that they should have enough just to get over the line, provided they they take it into a sort of a Mullerhorn battle. It has to it has to become 
a, a real battle of a game for Mullerhorn to win this. If it's open, free-flowing football, Lara win it. But if it, if it becomes a dogfight, I think Mullerhorn win it. And, and, and I, I, I predict that Mullerhorn will, will bring it to that. There you go. Well, whichever team wins that is going to be a nice boost going into the championship now. That's, both teams yeah. are kind of ranked in the bottom half of the senior championship uh, ranking. So whichever team wins that now, we'll have to watch and see what effect it has on them in the championship. But I think Mullerhorn, Mullerhorn have a bye in the first round. Have, uh, yeah. So I'm not sure who Lara have in the first round. I just remember now, but it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, one last talking point to there is the under 20, my, and I'm making up these talking points as we go. Uh, the under 20 league um, finals are on this weekend Division 1, 2, and 3. Um, Division 3 is on, on Sunday at 12 30th between Bailiborough and Kingscourt. Division 2 is on tonight, Friday, between Rammer and Blackwater at 8 o'clock up in Mulla. And then Division 1 is between Killigarry and Coohollands in Cross Keys on Sunday at 1 o'clock. My only point on this is simply, what is wrong with us in Cavan that we don't like playing games of football? Because there's been more concessions in this competition than there's been games. And what's, what's ended up happening from what I'm hearing is that senior managers have been pulling in and saying, oh, God, no, he can't play. We've a, we've a league game at the weekend or we've uh, this going on. At the end of the day, if lads aren't playing football, games of football, they're not getting better. Mm. And I, I just, I, when I when I seen the number of concessions through this competition, it just nearly was was the most disheartening thing that that I could have seen because I know of situations and I know of stories where lads are getting no football because their club won't field teams in this um, competition. So, the, you know, the, the whole idea of of clubs complaining about games and Look, there's plenty of games out there if you're willing to play them, but unfortunately, clubs have let themselves down. I think in in terms of this competition. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, now the only thing is maybe the scheduling of it wasn't right coming into the championship. Um, managers are obviously keep you know keeping an eye on the on their squad numbers. There's been a lot of injuries. They're probably all factors as well. I know you could say, well, what better time to be playing it than in lovely weather and. August, mm. September, but maybe maybe that's the case. It, it there was no hoopla about this competition at all. Like it was just kind of thrown in, and yeah. I don't know. We we don't we really don't do much for under twenty one football or under twenty football in Cavan. Like the under 20, 21 was all even though it was a good competition, but it was always played um, at the very end of the season. Like usually a lot of games on the three G in the winter and even though it was a good competition and it had a little bit of room to breathe on the calendar there at that stage, but you know, it's a it's a it's a tricky one. It's a hard one to find the time for it. Especially when it's been played as a but league as well. The frustrating part on this is for me is you look at I, I don't know everyone will talk about Kerry as and it's a different county. But the number of games available to players in Kerry at at adult level or right down to underage is a multiple of what we what we play here in in Calvin yeah. and they produce pound for pound and 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 numbers based they produce the best footballers in the country mm. and have done for uh, you know since the beginning of time so i i just can't understand why we decide that when there is the opportunity for more games and the reserve competition has been the same this year in Calvin as well we've 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 had a huge amount of concessions through reserve competition. So, like, Killigarry 
I'm pretty sure have made that Division One final without playing a game in in this under twenty competition. That every team has conceded to them. Well, you know, it makes a farce. That's, that's a, that is an absolute farce. That's a, that's an absolute joke. But I even heard of of an under fifteen team who played who. So in the under fifteen league, you played home and away, and one of the under fifteen teams apparently when a team came to play them, they said if we. They said to them, if we get well beaten tonight, we won't be going to play the return fixture. And the match ended up as a draw, and they still didn't play the return fixture. And I think the excuse to use was holidays or something. But look, in Cavan, we we love to say that we love football. We love it. We love saying that more than we actually love the game. We we, we love to think we love it, but I don't know. It's an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I I I I'd have argued that point with you time and time again, and. The more often I look at the Cavan GA website and see the CNOC on it, I start to think that maybe a right there, there isn't enough people who who love it. You know that 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 we're at that point when we're conceding a huge amount of games at club level. So it's it's unfortunate, but anyway, should look at best of luck to the six teams that are involved in those finals. <laughs> I tell you what, my only real hope for this weekend is that nobody concedes the final because that, <laughs> we should have that said makes, that. COVID was possibly a factor because there's a good bit of COVID knocking about and it's among young people so maybe that was a factor as well maybe. in some of the concessions maybe. but, yeah. but it's, it's it's not unique to this competition either so no yeah. Deadly, folks thanks very much don't forget to check out the Die Hards podcast um, where we had our, our ladies review um, from the weekend gone by on it we also had our uh, review of last weekend's action with, with Paul Fitzpatrick and myself when we got a, a phenomenally high standard of prediction 50% for myself and 25% for Paul um, so we're either going to be 100% or 0% on Monday after Lara and Mullahorn but next weekend or next week on the podcast on the Die Hard service we will be looking ahead to the intermediate and the senior championships which start next Thursday evening I cannot wait yeah yeah, me too. I'm buzzing for it. We also have an interview with Kevin Boucher coming up on Monday as well. So he talks about the rise of Arva and uh, playing underage with Cavan, playing soccer and how soccer is coached compared to Gaelic and talking with Cavan on the 21s in 2014, that game against Dublin. It's pretty wide ranging. So, and he's some interesting comments about how teams prepare, about the Bronco test. He's not a fan of that, Damien. Uh, <laughs> it's it's right. worth listening to. So anyone that's interested in, in hearing from Kevin, you can listen to that over on patreon.com forward slash we are cabin as well looking forward to it enjoy your weekend folks